podcast today. This is so weird. First of all, I knew that December would be all over the place, <laughs> but it's weird because we haven't podcasted together all week. There, uh-huh. there, there was no guest. I was my own guest yesterday, and um, you're not here in the studio because of our miscommunication. It's, it's like back to the old days of COVID. Oh wait, I have COVID thoughts. We'll come back to that. <laughs> right, because mm. COVID's rearing its ugly, rearing its ugly head, and nobody is like batting an eye, really. Okay, we is gonna start with that. Okay. Um. Just based on some conversations, and I'm not trying to, to monger fear or anything like that. Sure. And it's better to be overly cautious, and I, the data will always change because the Omicron is new. It seems to spread very fast, but not be as virulent. But I guess if it's spreading faster, that means, I haven't heard anybody say this, but there could be more mutations. And from what I gather, I think... What we're going to go through for a couple of months in winter Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be painful. Not as far as like death and spread of the virus. Uh, But I was talking to my dad last night and Philadelphia is putting in some pretty strong restrictions. Like, oh, wow. He's worried that there will be problems at his bowling alley because they're going to ask for vaccination cards and the owner has no idea how that will be enforced. And yes, some cities are bringing back some pretty heavy restrictions. And aside from that, I I know there have been several times throughout this, there's been COVID fatigue. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting the sense now that like as a society, adults, children, animals, everybody, um, I think people are running out of the effort to push through what we're going to have to push through over the next couple of months, which is seemingly another wave, not necessarily... Hopefully not a deadly one, but a problematic one that will cause inconveniences and some sickness and we'll lose some people, sadly, but it's beyond fatigue. It's just like an inability, no effort, no muscle, no strength to fight it anymore. I think people are running out of fucks to give. Like, I think that was a really nice way for you to put that people are just running out of fucks to give and also learning to coexist with it all. Like, so I, I don't see that. I feel like I do. I Well, I'm referring to just the increase in cases and new mutations and not the requirements of, um, you know, vaccination cards and things like that. I think that's still that that battle is still going to, you know, flame on. But just I, I would say someone like myself, I'm just learning to coexist with it. Like there isn't a whole lot that gives me fear. Like it's and it's it's very sad to say that um like when i find out hospitals are on bypass it's like okay you know where when that first happened it was like oh my god i cannot believe this is happening our hospitals are and i'm not saying i'm not referring to like the hospital staff i still feel emotionally for all of them but just the what's happening how we're responding to it how dangerous it is is something that is now that i'm just coexisting with essentially you know it we are um yeah because we can manage through it as we have the whole time. We're understanding that it was novel back then and we knew nothing. So we had to brace for the worst. Right. And like, uh, what was it? Tuesday, I came running over to you. It was a nuisance to get yeah. a rapid test. And it was an inconvenience. I'm, I'm not complaining because people have had to do what I did um, so many times. Teachers, schools, workplaces. Um, and... And again, I wasn't irritated by it. It was just my morning. But I know that so many people have to do that. Have had to do that so many times. Um, yeah, you're right. The 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 they're they're out of fucks. They can no longer <laughs> stock up on fucks. And I think we're gonna we're gonna see some real ugly. Yeah. And I thought we saw a lot of ugly for the last 21 months. And I'm not predicting the downfall of society, but I'm curious as to as to how this will go. I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard more of this aspect of, like, uh, Omicron as Delta is still going, as the boosters are picking up. Um, I've seen in a couple of places, like, who or what is now fully vaccinated. And that's minutiae and a gray area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And when you're out of fucks to give, to steal your sentiment, which is exactly accurate, that's when people are like, I'll use my dad's bowling alley as an example. The owner, who I guess he's friendly with, said, I don't want to do it. I can't hire people to do it. I can't close. He could close. But he might wind up closing when he sees the chaos that might happen. He said he's going to leave it to the the bowling team captains to enforce. Wow. And that's, I understand, my dad says he's a decent, reasonable guy. Hasn't been, you know, obtuse or combative with the, the protocols or whatever. But when you're out of Fox, you lose your cool. Yeah, I don't know. Not the downfall of society. Civilization is not going to turn into pitchforks and the purge. But I'm curious to see how this all unfolds. I think we're in for a pretty pretty dark, tense winter. I just, yeah, I I agree with that. I I don't know. I still see posts where family members are like being lost to COVID. So we're also still seeing that every day. Um, I still see vaccinated people are getting COVID. Obviously, we know they're going to like that ship has sailed. We know that that's going to happen. It's just that they're not getting severely ill from it. Um, I if I okay if I were a business owner, I run a program. I basically do that work. Oh Jesus! Um, and you know what? Can we pause? Sorry, work. The so the uh, wellness center phones are forwarded to my work cell. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, we were talking about... Omicron stuff. So, yeah, like, I feel like um, it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be any worse than some of the other seasons that we've had or waves that we have had. But, um, yeah, I mean, people have just kind of learned to coexist around it. And at least for myself, I coexist around it and follow all rules and protocol I'm asked to follow, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like I'm completely supportive of whatever is whatever, you know, is needed by me to make sure that I am not spreading something or that I'm as safe as I can be. Um, and I'll keep doing that and and go, you know, and let that be it. Um, there's another another part, I guess. Well, no, I, like I've already said it, like it just seems like so many people, all age groups, demographics. The fucks are out. Yeah. Um, uh, what else should we get? Uh, let me get this off my off my chest. So I, I went to bed last night and I was in a crummy mood. Mm-hmm. I woke up in a crummy mood. Mm-hmm. Um, I was up earlier than I wanted to be, but I made it to the gym and having a good workout helped. But God, was I so delighted to go over to Tim Hortons, come back, get on the couch, get that piping hot coffee opened up, and saw that. Urban Meyer got fired. <laughs> I knew you would be. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I should call Eric. <laughs> I, I'm glad it, it it appeared to have been done last night at midnight, which, yep, is great. Um, it would have been even better because I know people hate some kind of firing around Christmas, but right. Let let me put the parameters in this. He was a product of the cesspool of high-level college football. Yes, he was. Um, He was asked to deliver wins and championships, and he did that. And Mm -hmm. he did not appropriately punish the people that he coached and was supposed to be leading, but it wasn't his job to make great men as Mm -hmm. college football coaches of the past. Uh, aspired to do. He had to make a lot of money for these schools and win a lot of games and win national titles. And he did that. So he is a result of the greed of these universities and these presidents and these board of trustees and these alumni who fork so much money into the universities. But he decided to set his ethics and morals aside and allow, like, I think, let me pull up the number. Um, when he was at Florida which is where things got ugly. He was at Bowling Green, then Utah, then Florida. He had... Sorry, sorry. I should have mm-hmm. printed this all out. But he had like 30-some arrests of varying degrees from his players. It wasn't... What? Eight. wasn't anything... Um, there were no outliers. Like, 
this was a pattern of behavior because he probably got kids in another time were brought from rough circumstances, didn't really understand at their age, right from wrong and what long-term damage they could do. Those coaches of old would work with those kids. Now, didn't matter. Um, he held better players to different standards and punished them appropriately or not. And right. it was it was madness. Um, right. He retired because of some health issues, which were... He had acid reflux, and he had a cyst on his brain, which was, like, I think it's called an arachnial cyst. It sounds awful, but it's, it's actually not much at all. He then unretired, and then retired again as people were sniffing around the Florida program. Um, then he, he took the Ohio State job, and then with, in no short time, there were issues with players, not as many arrests, but... There was, there was too much bad behavior making mm-hmm. the news or getting caught where they shouldn't. Um, there was one time, I remember, uh, Zeke Elliott was partying somewhere, and he grabbed some girl's tit, and it was all over social media. Yep. Like, dude, I, like, I get it. Like, the college kids are going to do that. But I don't care if you're Urban Meyer and trying to win titles or not. you got to go stay off the internet. You can do almost whatever you want. Don't kill anybody. Stay the fuck off the internet, because that's where that's where we begin to that's where they come after us. Um, the beginning of the end for him was the I don't he got suspended three games I think in twenty eighteen. He was placed mm-hmm. on administrative leave because reports surfaced that Meyer knew about a spousal abuse allegations against yep. assistant coach Zach Smith. And granted, I think he and his wife had a very combative relationship, but you can't ever hit her. Like, end of story. And Urban Meyer knew about it and didn't do anything about it. And still, he just got a three-game slap on the wrist because he won college football games for Ohio State. Um, He then retired after the Rose Bowl, yet again due to health reasons as um, allegations and things were sniffing around the program. And it it seemed not dirty, but just things were running amok. Um, and he can't, he got hired a couple of years later for Jacksonville. He immediately hired someone who had worked for him as a strength and conditioning coach, a coach who had lost his job at Iowa because he was mistreating black players. <laughs> um, like, and I was thinking about this today. Where, how could you get away with this? Like, what's your mentality knowing that that is predominantly your, your workforce, your working workforce. So all I'm thinking about is. You have some kind of like slaveholder plantation mindset to do that. Servan Meyer hired that guy. He was, he, he's, he, within days, regretted the decision, of course, publicly, and let go of that guy. Um, training camp comes around, and stories are coming out that he's not treating people like adults, name-calling, all this petulant behavior, which is not surprising. I thought he would at least be smart enough to know, this is the NFL. These are people who are paid to come to work every day. And I'm not talking about, like, forget about, like, the paying aspect of it. Like these people's livelihoods, they're professionals. They want to be treated like adults. You're an adult. You can treat college kids as kids. They're your unpaid workforce. Um, You've got far more latitude, but not in the NFL. And I'm so glad that it at long last finally caught up to him. One story came out late last night during training camp. He, there's a story that he kicked his kicker. Um, Mm. The kicker said, like that sounds kind of lame, like kind of like stop being a pussy. Um, mm-hmm. But when Urban Meyer is attached to it, I'm willing to let the flames burn. And I read the guy's quote. I think his name is Josh Lambo or something. He's like, it wasn't like kicking a field goal, but it wasn't a love tap. Um, mm-hmm. Keep your hands off people, like period. I know it's football, but keep your hands to your and your feet. And then I actually think hit the final straw was last night. His the quarterback. Teams have waited for for four years. Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars drafted him. He said, "We're not going to win until we're out of the headlines." And I saw that, and I and when I saw that he got fired, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, "I think that's actually what brought him down because that's Trevor Lawrence saying this dude doesn't belong here, and this dude is where I was just last year. Um, he was created by college football, but I'm glad he went down in flames." I, like, yeah, so it sounds like college football 
didn't translate like his experience didn't translate well into the NFL and like uh, the college football players and NFL players I think are two different um I, I don't I don't have a word for it but like you're not gonna treat an NFL player like shit and they're you know what I mean and they're like oh I I gotta stay here because I'm on scholarship like right. you know what I mean like they're not just gonna be quiet because they they need play time like they're gonna kick you back you know what I mean you just you can't do things like that and he, I mean his arrogance was just mind-blowing and 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 I'm it's sad to say but I do love to see the demise of of people like that because it's like calm down you know what I mean? You're not that great. And you've clearly never were. It's just that, uh, would you think, would you agree that college sports, college football is a bigger business than the NFL? No, no, no. You don't think so? Because I feel like it. I I mean, the money for the NFL is on the books. College football is not. I mean, you'd have to go through like endowments and universities and how alumni. Not like money business. I mean, it's a bigger, it's more popular than the NFL. Like the the tailgating of college football, the people committed to the Ohio State fans compared to like, I I won't say Browns fans, but like Jaguar fans. You know what I mean? It's not the same. I would say college football fans are more rabid and territorial. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a very good friend when Urban Meyer went through this shit with uh, Zach, what's his face? Mm-hmm. And I said exactly what I'm saying now back then. I'm like, he's a terrible human being. And that's evidenced by the fact that he knew his guy was beating on his wife. And this is like a position coach. This isn't mm-hmm. your quarterback. This isn't your right. wide receiver. You're like, he's a kid. He made a mistake. This is so like, replaceable. Yes. Yeah. And didn't say anything. Um, and my, one of my close friends said, it's disgusting of you as a person, because I think Irvin Meyer, whatever it was, like retired after like he claimed health issues again. And my friend, I wish I would have saved the, the Facebook comment he put. He's like, it's despicable of you as a person who stands for mental health to have the audacity to question Urban Meyer and what his health re- what his health things are. And I didn't even want to argue with my friend because I, I easily could have gone like the last several health reasons when, that he ran off on when things were getting challenging and journalists and the good guys were catching up to him, like those health reasons, because that's what it was, because he was back in coaching before too long or at least able to ad- advance beyond those health reasons, which again, I sure, maybe it was, look, everybody's got a little something, at, 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 especially at his age. Um, in fact... I would guess every college football coach has some level of chest pains from from acid oh, reflux. Sure. From oh, I'm the, sure. From the Ulcers. stress. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was despicable, and I'm glad to see him go down. And, and you're right for him to have the audacity and just the hubris that it was allowed to build in him to not adjust his ways at all. There was a story that from an ex Lions wide receiver. Now, he tamped it down. He said, we had a discussion man-to-man. I think Marvin Jones is more of a man than Urban Meyer was. And he's like, we let it alone. Because over the weekend, one of the stories was Marvin Jones had something with Urban Meyer, and he he left the facility. Mm. The assistant coaches had to get him back in the building. Um, Him mistreating assistant coaches that he hired. There's a quote that Urban Meyer said, what have any of you won and ask them to go down their resumes and the jokes just write themselves. Like, I mean, you won immorally and unethically, mm-hmm. but the fact that you have won, I think they're two in 13 or one in 13. I mean, the jokes have written themselves. Somebody said, um, after the kicker story said, so Urban Meyer was the highest paid kicker in the league at four and a half million dollars. So I'm glad he is what Jake Gyllenhaal was a couple of weeks ago after the Taylor stuff came out. <laughs> he is the internet's punching bag, and I'm he's I'm got glad the dunce cap on for the week. <laughs> like just yeah, I mean, I, I, agreed. I don't. I'm. I don't. I saw that and I just laughed, and I I think I <clears> felt. Again, I'm somebody that doesn't watch a ton of sports. I don't know a lot of these names, but like I know Urban Meyer, and I know what kind of like what quality coach he was. And as someone who still adores all of my coaches, um, I can't imagine having a coach like him. Like I, I just can't. Do you remember 
You remember the name Carlos Hyde, right? I believe so, yeah. So he played at Ohio State. He played for the Browns for a little bit, I think. Um, so there was another incident a couple of weeks ago where uh, a Jaguars running back, James Robinson, was uh, was pulled out of the game and then didn't play anymore. I think he fumbled. Um, there were questions like, why did he come out? He's your best running back, blah, blah, blah. And guys get pulled all the time for a game when they fumble. All the time it happens. Urban uh-huh. Meyer's reasoning wasn't real transparent. And some people think that it was to get Carlos Hyde, his former Ohio State player, more touches, which is a very collegial thing to do. But these dudes will lose jobs if they don't win games. So, again, that's an aspect of being a professional. They're not going to let him get away with it. In fact, this is probably the beginning of his downfall. That's the first time his quarterback said, James Robinson needed to be in the game. He needs to be on the field. That mm-hmm. You don't ever see a rookie quarterback, regardless of how iconic they may be speaking out against their head coach like no and i was like that's this is the beginning of the end and i'm glad it got as ugly as it did for this this terrible human and and we haven't even spoken about the fucking dancing with the girl after they lost that (laughs) night getting caught like bumping uglies with that girl in the bar absolutely there are 130 uh division one football teams I'm going to say that maybe as many of half of them have some kind of open relationship, are cheating on their wives. But you know what? There's a rule. Don't mm. get caught. And and that's like what you said, the arrogance and the hubris. I think it was like his bar somewhere in Ohio somewhere. But the audacity to... Fine, if you want to do that, great. His wife probably even is totally fine with it as long as the checks keep going into the bank and she can live her lifestyle. But for him to be so audacious, to think he wasn't going to get caught because he is in a different world now. People from around Ohio State are not going to protect you. The NFL is a different beast. He was a big fish and he got eaten by sharks and they are now satiated for a while. He was in the wrong pond. All right, I'm done. That's for sure. I'm done. I've, I've said... I'm done. I got it off my chest. Thank you. <laughs> I hope that I provided adequate conversation for somebody that doesn't know shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I try. You want to talk about Noir? Yeah, we can. Um, a new bar will be opened up in March by a couple of twins, Christian and Christopher Lett, um, mm-hmm. at what was mostly a subway, but for two seconds was a Big B. Um, it's a, they're calling it a hybrid lounge bar. There'll be two <clears throat> distinct bars. Um, I think some cigar things seems kind of swanky and chic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll let you talk about the rest of it. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I am too, to be honest. I have been saying for years that there needed to be, I believe they plan on having hookahs in that lounge and I love a good hookah. And I was waiting for one of those to kind of pop up downtown. I had been telling George at George's that he needed hookahs on his patio. Um, so I'm excited for that and that alone. I, I like that it's black owned. I'm excited for these young men. I am going to lean on, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to say I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I am going to lead with excitement and I'm going to hope that they're embraced. Maybe Will Lucas and the, and the crew can get involved and somehow provide some guidance. Cause these are young men. Like, I, I mean, they look younger than me um, to be taking on this kind of business uh, or this kind of, it sounds like there was some party promoting that happened at one point And now they're trying to open a full blown like bar. I would say I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but also not, at all surprised that like the Toledo response based on the blade and some of the other news articles uh, via social media is people are really nasty and they're like, Oh great. You know, more crime and all of that. And I'm like, um, I wonder if the same result comes from like when tin can opened or when what isn't there like a jazz lounge that's opening by Hannon's block. Like, are they getting the same kind of reaction? You know, I, I feel sad for these young men, but at the same time, I'm really rooting for them. I really am. Um, I only have my doubts because of when I was scrolling through one of their profiles and he seems to do business loans mm-hmm. and just got three clients approved for over 4K in business loans. 
there are some red flags within that. Um, mm. I no impact to credit score, fast decisions, money next. They're all the they're all the buzzwords that we impugn like payday loan places for for preying on the poor and often minorities. Um, so it's just a red but flag. I I'm it, that's fair. That's fair because you don't see that often. But I think that's part of like. In the black community, I think that that's part of like the wave or the movement of taking back our lives and what we want to see with our lives. And so ideally, and this is someone that doesn't have any experience. I don't know these young men, but if they're doing this because they want black people to be able to own businesses and thrive and succeed without having to to count on the banks that traditionally and historically did not give out loans, equal loans and equal opportunities. Or like when you think about marijuana as a business and it's nearly impossible for a person of color to be able to obtain a license to grow and to become, you know, like in the state of Michigan and things like that. Like I get it for us, by us. So I would hope that these things are done with good intentions. Um, and I, like a bar isn't really in line with what they're doing, but it's very like it's also not common for people in our community to have multiple side hustles and it, none of it makes sense, but they do it, you know, like soul food restaurant, barber, you know what I mean? Multiple side hustles are coming from one person or one group. Do you remember the, the gentleman? He was connected with Jesse's crew. Um, he was a money guy. He helped people with their credit and stuff. He died, unfortunately. Yeah, the he won twenty under forty. Yes, yes, yes. He was uh, in my class. Yeah, like, I had no red flags about that guy. Like it seemed like all good intentions. Just looking at that at that profile and seeing that that promotional post, like the buzzwords mm -hmm. are all ugly. And mm -hmm. if you're just taking away the predatory nature from white people and putting it on yourself. I don't like that a lot. I don't like that one bit. Not one bit. Even if mm. because if if you saddle these people with loans and give them the same outlandish interest rates as the shady payday loan guy does, uh, like okay, it may be within your community, but you're still getting ripped off. So, red flags, I hope it works out. Um it seems like totally my kind of spot. You're right. There's lots of idiots and racists on on that post with the blade and one other aspect of this um if it just become i we we both want as much diversity and people coming mm -hmm. together as possible but if mm -hmm. this place replaces brothers so be it i don't think it will i i truly i don't i i hope that i because i think that they know that they are that they have an image that they have to fight against. And I think that, I think that they know they would be silly not to know that unless it is their intention, unless it is their intention to be a place for us, by us, you know, uh, when I say that, I mean, for black people owned by black people. Like if that is their intention, that's completely different. I ha I know some friends in Cleveland that are business owners and own bars and they don't really do a whole lot to stop the crime that happens in the bar. But they've been open and up and running for decades. Brothers so, was, was totally straight. And you know what? I, with times I've gone in there, uh, times I've had friends who look like me, mostly women, mm -hmm. would go in there. Um, in fact, they uh, I know a lot of girls that would go in there for the same reason they might go to George's. Not going to get hit on. I've like When I say... If it's brothers and it skews mm -hmm. towards the, the black community, nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that because I have heard nothing bad about how people were treated or what did or didn't Correct. happen to brothers. Correct. Like that, Correct. That, that is a compliment. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, like, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, it sounds like it's going to have like different levels and um, I think it'll be a good time. So I want to see us. I, I would like to go there. I think you and I should go there. Um, and have a time out one night and support their business and see how that goes. I'm I'm happy for them and good for them. Really th good for them. I have a thing. I have a thing. What? Um, how about if you reach out to, um, I sent a friend request, I think, to Christopher. Why don't you reach out to them, invite them on the podcast? Um, I can try. You, sure. Just, just do it. Yeah, I can try. I mean, I, I'd love to know like what their motivations are and why they chose to go into like the nightlife business and you know what their goals are and what kind of crowd they're looking for. I, I still, I know where the, like I know where the, um, 
Chinese restaurant is, but I can't picture where they're going. Yeah, I can't picture where they're going to go. Yeah. it's on is one it of close corners. to the heights? Like, is it like? No, 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 no. It's oh. on the same street oh. as Magic Walk, I think. Um, in fact, uh, they live in the LaSalle, and you brought up something interesting about Will, so I will, uh, I will ask around about the about Christopher and Christian. Um, that would be really nice if they could make some sort of contact with Will, and because Will and his wife are successful business owners, and they're successful with what they do, and um, being able to share that, especially with these being young black men, it looks like. I mean got to be mid-20s, they yep. look like, at least. Uh, let me cut a traffic report, and then we'll do some fun things. Sure. All earlier incidents are clear, but we'll have volume building as we get towards the rush hour. If you're seeing something we're not, let us know. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Uh, you know who we need, like I said, fun stuff. Know who we need to give a little love to? Who? And I hope uh, maybe you'll go visit her at the mall this weekend. Casey. You can go see Casey if you want. Um, in fact, <laughs> I've, I've had a thumb on Casey to make sure KT is being treated Katie. respectfully. Yes, Brewski Bites. Right outside of Vans, right? I don't know where. I don't know if she's in a storefront or a kiosk. But yeah, Brewski bites and Katie was on the podcast before. She makes the she makes the dog treats out of the remnants of Ernest Brewwork stuff, and she's got a pop up shop this weekend at the mall. She she is um, in a kiosk, and I want to say she's like right in the middle of like right in the center of the mall, um, kind of by I think there's a jewelry store right there. There's now coffee right there. Um, now there's a sitting area. So like right in the center of the mall was where her kiosk was. And I, I, you're right. I do intend to go visit her and support her business. Oh, Katie. Um, so Katie stuff. What else did I have on the, on the light list? Um, if you're concerned about spoilers, this is where you have to manage your social media addiction. Uh, you're going to go... People shouldn't be spoiling things on the internet. Well, you talking about Spider-Man? Some, so uh, there's a guy that I know on Twitter, and he's like, I'm going dark till I see it. I had actually tweeted about Hawkeye, not mm-hmm. Spider-Man, but you, you just you can't get the entire yeah. internet to stop doing something. And exactly. then there's also a thing where like, I get night of... Like, I'll get into the discussions if I see it happening Sunday or so. Then Monday, it's all open. Because by then, you, if, if, if you love it so much, you should have found time to go see it. But um, you've got to manage your social media addictions. Because you got to understand, people want to talk about it and enjoy something and have discussion with others. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I mean, I will, I, I will be nice and, and allow a day or two. But other than that, I could care less. Like, that's your life. And I went and saw it and I want to talk about it. And like, why do I have to care that you didn't, right. you know, get off the internet. And yeah. I, can't, I can't win this argument with other people who want like a spoiler free world, but it's two things. Um, you should have made it more of a priority to go see it or whatever it is, or I'm sorry you have a social media addiction or it's part <laughs> of your job. That's just stuff you have to wrestle with. Um, Neil and I love uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and Neil's always on Facebook, you know, telling people don't ruin RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm watching it tonight only because he doesn't have live TV, so he has to watch the on demand version. So that makes sense to me. Um, And he's always like literally the night before the next night he'll watch it. But it's it's really funny because he's like, don't you bitches spoil it for me. And it gives me a good laugh. But there's other people that are just so like harsh about it. And I don't, I just don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. And I don't care. So I will, I'm not, uh, I will not do spoiler thing here, but I was kind of surprised that someone in a Marvel thing, this is not Spider-Man. Someone in a Marvel thing tweeted something, uh, on the day of the reveal. And even Mm -hmm. more than that, the day of the reveal before the evening, which is where most people are going to do the watching. And uh-huh. there was so much foreshadowing. Like, it was... If it didn't happen, it would have been a bigger story than it actually coming to fruition. 
Um, but I was actually surprised that this person threw out a tweet. And they who was it? Alexandria, do you want me to spoil things? For yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, right. somebody. T- you don't have to tell me what they tweeted, but who tweeted something? Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Who's that? What character does he play? Did you ever watch um, Law and Order: Criminal Intent? Barely. The one detective that was he was he was autistic. Let me look him up. I don't know. Interesting. It was the uh, Eames and uh, Detective Gorin, and the black gentleman was the DA. I forget his name. He's a very good actor. Um, oh yeah. Oh, was he autistic? In that show, yeah. Like he had a twitch thing. He played it like. Well, I f- I'm I'm looking at his Instagram, so I clearly see him a picture. He's in a room, like a glass room. So he must be in some. He's a new character. Uh huh. So he was kingpin in the Daredevil show that I and many others loved. Yeah. Um, and those Netflix shows, not part of Marvel canon, Marvel MCU. Some have some fans have campaigned for actors to come back. Some actors have campaigned. Last week, it was revealed that. The Daredevil actor will be a part of... Um, when they need Daredevil in the MCU, it'll be him. Um, and there was never any confirmations of Vincent D'Onofrio. But in the second ep- Spoilers! In the second episode of... Third episode of Hawkeye, there's mm. a person off screen who is large and looming. And the laugh is 1,000% Vincent D'Onofrio. Got it. And there was so much foreshadowing. It was like... It was the solar system of of shadows beaming down on Hawkeye. On Hawkeye, it was a matter of when, not if. Um, but last night, I guess it, it was in the late afternoon. He tweeted the Hawkeye show logo with a large shadow over it, and it said, "When I was a boy." Now, if hmm. I were him, I would have held off on that. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, the cat was mostly out of the bag. It was it was it was easier than one plus one. So he doesn't seem very savvy either. So I don't feel like he would be someone that like okay, let me think about that. I probably shouldn't do that. You know? I don't know. I, I mean, again, he has danced around the subject for so long. It was it was inevitable. You know, fans have wanted him. Um, he he did a great portrayal. He had a great one-on-one versus the, the daredevil actor and character so it was it was great to see just how Got like it. um i don't know when but like everything was leading towards jonathan majors and kang and loki spoiler um there were the show dropped hints but jonathan majors didn't in this case the actor was dropping things all along Got it. Yeah, I need to. I'm not caught up on like anything. I'm not ashamed to say, but I started rewatching One Tree Hill, and that's all I know. <laughs> that's literally all I've been doing for the last like two weeks, and I'm only on season three. <laughs> like in all of my spare time, I just turn that on. Tyler Hilton and is Sophia Bush on that show? Sophia, yeah. So I'm I've watched it from the very beginning. So they're still in high school. Um, so they haven't. I have not gotten to their old age and the new characters that come into the show. I don't know who Tyler Hilton is. Uh, he well, he was an actor and he actually had a couple of songs and I met him a couple times. Good guy. Um, back to um, Marvel stuff. Oh, so I was tolerant of Haley Steinfeld. You know who she Why? is, right? Yeah. Why tolerant? I don't know. I always just had a very what's so great about her attitude when I know people absolutely adored her and her talent. Um, I'm a full-on Haley Steinfeld fan. I have a crush after <laughs> watching her matriculate through uh, through Hawkeye. Um, I love her. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on Team Haley right now. So yeah, I really like her, and she. I forgot what. I think she was it recently at the Met Gala and she didn't even look like herself. And I yeah. was like, that's right, girl, you go. Yeah, because she's kind of girl next door. And I think yeah, we briefly talked about that. 
Um, yeah, she was made up, and she was like one eyelash from looking like Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I love her. So um, I'm happy. I was happy to see that she was going to be coming to the Marvel verse. Um, so yeah, I, I will. I'm excited to watch it. You know, Thomas didn't even know that there was a Hawkeye show. We're really disconnected in this household. I don't know what's going on. He was like, uh, "What's Hawkeye? Hawkeye has a show." Yeah, I said, "Uh huh." And we're we- many episodes behind of all the show. And this, is, so there will be there's five TV shows, and after Spider Man hits, there will have been four movies. So this is the windfall of not having anything last year. So four movies, five shows for all of 2021. So that's been or maybe nice. it's just maybe it's just so much that I can't keep up. That's that too. it could also be that. And I was like, why is there a Hawkeye show? Everyone knows he's the boring Avenger. And they based it <laughs> off of a pretty acclaimed comic run. Um, and obviously people like Hilly Seinfeld so much. Um, but you know what? Uh, they, they obviously leaned into him being so vulnerable and having no superpowers. Um, I think everybody always liked his little family scenes and his kids and stuff. But the show has... It has the soul of the early Iron Man movies. It does. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Where Loki was like X-Files. Like, what's Mm -hmm. happening here? Loki Um, was very different. And Falcon and Winter Soldier was statements and a black man thriving and two guys dealing with loss and a new world. WandaVision was just supposed to be about grief and crazy shit. Like, this show has a feeling to it. Like, because... Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man was just a normal dude. And granted, yeah. he was snarky and arrogant. And it's funny. Um, like, he, he hooks up with role players who make them new costumes. Um, it just has soul and a heartbeat. And it's it's you're able to connect to it as a human being. Yeah, we'll have to get started. Maybe this weekend um, we'll get it started. Uh, one last fun thing. And anything else we want to... Uh, get to um, have we reached the apex of ugly sweaters yet like are we ready to swing back the other way and have nice sweaters because the ugly sweaters are they were great when they were novelty but now that they're a uniform for people yes like, let's let's dress up again so I wore an ugly sweater to the office holiday party today But it's because there was my friend had an ugly sweater themed party last weekend and I was required to get one. And I think the thing that I I think the thing that I hate most about it is that you can go to the store and buy an ugly sweater. Like gone are the days where you find a fucking heinous sweater and wear that. That was like some some like Kuji sweaters that people actually designed and like manufactured and sold in stores. And people are like, Ooh, this is cute. I'm going to buy it. And then it goes to the thrift store 40 years later. And then I pick it up and wear it as an ugly holiday sweater. Like gone are those days, like the thrifting kind of days. Now I could just easily go to, um, uh, I think they got this for me from Meyer or Walmart and it was $35. Like they're yeah. also profiting off of it. It was so ugly. Um, it's, but it also had T-Rex on it, and so I'll wear it on Christmas for Colin and Andrew. <laughs> like, you know. You're right. Like, I, you went one route with it. Like, somebody actually wore this long ago, and I was going to go the other route. where <laughs> Right. It was hard to find, and you had to hope that, like, your parents didn't throw out your grandparents' old clothing, and you dug it out of storage. Right. Uh, like, there was a, it was a chore to get a really ugly sweater. And now the only thing I can say is, like, some TV shows or characters or movies, it's become a character of itself. So I have, and I, right, and I don't love that. So yes, I think we're going back in the other direction. I think every year we're still going to find that big box stores are going to be producing ugly sweaters for people to buy. But having an ugly sweater themed party, I think is happening less and less. Like, I this last weekend was my one and only invite to something like that. So um, I have one in my closet that I made, I want to say like 10 years ago. An uh, old coworker of mine is obsessed with cats and she thought, and she like called herself the cat lady and it was like a joke. 
and she found this god awful fucking vest from a thrift store that had, you know how that, that terrible fabric that was like a couch and it was floral um, and it was like really thick and gross. She had that fabric, but it wasn't floral. It was of cats, like multiple cats. And it was this really terrible vest. And what I did was I went to like Michael's and I hot glued Santa hats on all the cats. So it's an ugly vest. <laughs> and I feel like that's a true ugly sweater. Like that's a true holiday thrifted this is fucking hideous but somebody loved it at some point and actually wore this thing in public outfit and it's somewhere in the back of my closet because it does my boobs are too big for it now but um yeah like I miss those days and so I I am happy for it to pass I do have an ugly sweater that I wore today and I dressed it up with like big hoop earrings and and heels because that's what Mm. I do so you know I'm going to have an ugly sweater party, and the rule will be you cannot wear an ugly sweater that has been marketed as an ugly sweater. That's a good rule. No one will come. Yeah, I would come. Everyone would be shirtless. That I feel like that's a fantastic rule. Like, make people have to go out and actually find... Well, I don't... Yeah, you're right. People would probably be, like, annoyed with it. Right. right. They, They would be... Because, again... White people. <laughs> but it was white people that started the ugly sweater craze, oh, you I know? know? But there, were, there weren't any, like, it's often the urban and the black community starts fashion trends. This did not come from there. I feel like it was white people that started the ugly sweater craze because what black people did, what we did for as long as I can remember, was went out and got ourselves new outfits to go to to our grandma's house and sit on her couch all day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember making sure I had a new outfit for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Like, it was a damn runway, knowing I was only going to my family's house to see the same people I see every year. Like, I could have been in raggedy clothes and it didn't make a difference. Thus my point, like, somebody somewhere who was white became some kind of sensation because because they wore an old, ugly sweater... Yeah, yeah. Here we went. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have to send you a picture. It's got like T Rex on it, and he's in gold, and it's cute. Do you really want to send me more unflattering pictures of yourself? I'm not going to be wearing it. Uh, (laughs) I I wouldn't dare. No, I don't want to send you unflattering pictures of myself. I'm I'm stacking them up. You bridge troll. Yeah. Uh, last thing, if you want. Because um, sure. we get to it a lot. There was uh, open chambers for city council for people to talk mm. about the violence yesterday and pretty interesting article from all aspects. The most interesting was there was an ex-police officer who's a black guy and he said, mm. I live in both worlds. He said he was surprised how few people came. Oh, to the, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't know anything until after it had already happened. So um, I don't, like, I thought about that because we know that the symposium for January caught our eye because of how many people reported on it. But when they have, like, city council conversations or when some when groups are getting around to talk about gun violence, we always miss it. Like, you know what I mean? We don't see it until after it already happens and you and I are, like, slapping our foreheads because we would totally go to something like that and participate, but nobody knew about it. Um. Yeah, I can't deny that. And there was a scathing editorial today in The Blade saying mm. that it's ridiculous for the mayor to have a $700,000 budget for marketing of city efforts. And they did make the point that he's out at everything. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. I do think there's three of him. Mm. But hopefully that investment and those people will correct what we just talked about so that yeah. these things are out there. Because, yeah, more people need to know about it. Um so more people can attend, and there's probably several reasons why it was poorly attended. Didn't know about it. Figured nothing would get done. Um, I'm working. So, but yeah, these things need to be attended. And there was, did you read the, the story at all? I Not yet, no. Okay. The, the, the story closes with a guy who says, nothing's changing until you come and talk to me. Um, and it was pointed. But I also wondered, what happens if these people do come talk to you? Will you shut... Your, your door in the face? I mean, I'm glad to see there's some dialogue. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I follow this stuff, like, all over, and, and cities all over the place. And I had a 
quite a large defense in a monologue yesterday or Tuesday about the Philadelphia DA, who people are getting all over because there's been 500 murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he spoke poorly of the dead. Mm. Not, not bad, very bad. But this is also a guy who was trying, whose focus as a progressive, um, to keep those people from being unduly arrested, uh, unnecessarily pulled over, uh, with outrageous bail, like bail, like any kind of reform to stop the over-incarceration he's working towards. Now, I know that someone can say, they can't pull you over if you're dead. I get that. But um, there is a balance, and I do, like we've talked about many times, I look forward to COVID subsiding. And these numbers naturally, organically coming down because... People won't be so oppressed by a virus and, and all the tentacles of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to say other than, yeah, I feel like I've said it like five times. How about bulletproof ugly sweater vests? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we ain't wearing no ugly sweaters. Um. Well, I will, uh, I'll give you a call around 1030 and be like, Holy shit. What? Spider-Man died. <laughs> Tonight? Oh, when, when are you going? Are you going with Josh? Yeah, at 6.30. I will be at the zoo, so. Um, feel my spirit there. Not that it's going to happen on a Thursday night, but maybe it will. It is a nice night. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody, oh, it's going to get cold, but maybe somebody will be like, hey, let's do this on a, on a Thursday so there's less people around. But if you feel, if you feel, if you feel an, hanky with it or jiggy and you see anybody be like oh I wouldn't do that get up off that knee half of you are going to wind up hating the other person <laughs> don't do it don't do it say no yeah um, yeah that's, let, that's that's funny let me show you my divorce bill <laughs> no no I don't I never go near that big tree anyway because it's always so crowded with people wanting to take pictures who the fuck wants to take pictures in front of a gigantic lit up tree like, just take a picture in front of your own tree at home. Hang on. When you, when you ask, like, very broad questions like that, so you want to ask that again? Go ahead and ask that again. I'll give you the answer. that it is. Pro- you can probably do this answer 68% of the time and be right. So go ahead and ask the question again. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to take pictures in front of a gigantic lit up tree? White people. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> at least you said it and not me. <laughs> I am not going to take pictures in front of that tree. I don't even require Thomas to take pictures in front of a tree with me. We barely take pictures at all. Like, you know, I'm just like, whatever. I see you every day. All right. um, Have fun tonight. I will text you updates of spoilers of Spider-Man. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.